Welcome to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled podcast. This is your host, Jamel Godlewski. So we've been in a long series here of leadership. Today's topic is about knowing your team. Your team is who are the people you are influencing. For instance, if you are a teacher, you are influencing students. If you are a parent, you influence kids. If you're a manager or director, you have employees, so you are influencing them. If you are a living, breathing human being, people are watching you. Who are those people? All of us are influencing somebody. So in the aspect of knowing your team, you need to know their qualities. You need to know their personality types, their learning styles, so that as you are trying to speak into them, as you're trying to lead them and impact them, that you are speaking their language, if that makes any sense. So for instance, as a teacher, I needed to figure out my students' learning styles. Are they hands-on? Are they auditory? Do they need lots and lots of practice? Are they able to visualize? Are they not able to visualize? Now, sometimes this takes me out of my comfort zone. Like I struggle to visualize things per se when it comes to math. And I was a math teacher. So engineering and hands-on stuff were very difficult for me because I couldn't visualize. So I had to adapt how I taught. But as a leader, we need to adapt so that we can communicate in a way that they understand. If you're a parent, you know you have kids that have different personality types. If you're a manager and a director, you have employees of a variety of types. So I want to give you a few little resources here. I suggest that you actually, if you do have a specific group that you are trying to lead, that you can give simple little surveys to find out more about them. We just did a leadership camp with high schoolers And we did the Enneagram test. You can literally Google and find lots of different Enneagram tests. Um, I did the truity.com and it gives you a pie chart. So you have to pay to get more advanced stuff, but there's plenty of websites out there for the Enneagram test. People will fall under different categories like the achiever, the challenger, the reformer, the peacemaker. There's nine different types. And what you see is that you as a leader, you're going to have like one personality type that you are, but there's going to be people on your team that are going to be opposite of you. That's probably why communication breaks down or relationships break down. Next episode is on communication, by the way. So I suggest giving people personality tests. You will see in a family, especially with siblings, opposite personalities. Hence, you have problems. 
So even as you do those things, now it starts to make more sense. All of the personalities are strengths. Remember, this is how God created them. This is how God created you. So they're all positive. But within each one, there's going to be um, temptations or potential fallbacks. Like, for instance, if you are a peacemaker or you are a helper, that probably means you like to please people. You like to help people. But then there is the possibility of being a doormat. If you are a achiever, you could become a perfectionist, which means you're never good enough. I have enough achiever in me that I struggle with this. Am I ever going to be good enough idea in my head? My therapist literally said to me the other day, Jamel, what's your definition of success? And I kind of sat in silence and then tears started to roll down my face. So as a leader, it's very important to know where I am at and then to know where my team is at so that we can, I can structure how I lead them and, and they can actually get to know me as well. It becomes a, a very, um, a team bonding type of activity. There's another test called 16personalities.com. I did this with my board at a board retreat. Um, we posted it on post-it notes so we could see where everybody is at. Again, everything is positive. These aren't weaknesses. Everybody has strengths, but we're all in different areas. So you can kind of see this. We want people to be in different areas. Maybe within a family context um, or really a close-knit team type of context, you could even do the five love languages. So what this does is this creates for you as a leader some insight into your people and it creates them to have some insight into you. They might, they might see you more as a human being than as their boss. I've been told that I'm intimidating and I've always thought to myself, I'm five, two, how can I be intimidating? It's my personality. I come across very strong and confident, borderline cocky. So I have to be intentional in how I, and how I talk with people so that I don't come across so intimidating. As a leader, if you know you have people that are people pleasers, helpers, that probably means they don't have the ability to say no. So as a leader, you need to help them create some of those boundaries and you might have to say no for them. I have had to look people in the eye and say, I know enough about you to know that you say yes to everything. And then you've got too many plates to juggle. So I am saying no for you. I had a pastor 
who mentored me very, very early on as I was transitioning out of teaching into ministry. And he told me, Jamel, you have to practice saying the word no. Because I thought to be a good leader, I should say yes to everything and lead people. And he said, Jamel, you need to learn to say the word no. So I have gotten a lot of my advice from other leaders as well. If you have perfectionists on your team, that means they might struggle with self-confidence because they're going to think they're not good enough. So encouragement, um, uh, verbal praise, telling them that they are doing a great job and that their product, what they're working on, perhaps their output is really good. Now, I'm a visionary and I tend to be able to be a visionary and a doer. So as you get to know your team, finding out who are the visionaries, who are the doers, but then who are the ones that struggle putting goals into action, right? So we literally did with our high school kids, smart goals, specific, measurable, A, what did the A stand for? I think accurate. R was uh, realistic goals, realistic. And T was time. But we had them write action steps. Having a goal of, I want to do better. What does that even mean? We have to be more specific. And then we have to create action steps. You need to be able to um, assess it. How are you doing on this goal? So you, as, a, as a leader, getting to know your team and how to help them in those aspects. So my daughter is extremely organized. I mean, I'm pretty good organized, but we are different in how we organize. We both have enough visual in us that we need to have calendars. And we both need to have calendars that, are, that look different. So in our house, we both have planners, okay? And hers is very color-coded. By the way, it's in her phone. It's digital. But she also has a, another planner that keeps track of her uh, work, her, her hobbies, her spending time with people, and then big things coming up. Mine does not look near as clean. Daily calendar, monthly calendar, highlighted in some areas hard to read in other areas. I literally saw a note to myself last night on a sheet of paper that said meeting at 6.30, but I didn't put who the meeting was with. Yeah, that's something I struggle with. Luckily, someone, I asked somebody if she thought she might knew what that was, and she did. Yay. Now I actually have to put it from the scrap sheet of paper onto my calendar. My daughter's much better with that. But then we, side note, on top of that, we have a wall where we actually have big, um, like desk type calendar paper. And we go out like three months in advance. We put the big things in the calendar first, big things like for us as concerts, vacations, 
family events per se. And then we start filling in, you know, appointments and little things during the week so that we can see the big picture. Perhaps on your team, you need to help them to be able to do that. Or you yourself need help with that. And then the last thing as a leader and knowing your team, depending on your personality, if you're my personality, um, I, I do work hard. All right. One, I do have people that hold me accountable as well. So I have people that will teach me and tell me, Jamel, you're, you need to slow down or you need to take some breaks. I've had people that have really taught me about Sabbath and resting. But as a leader, I also need to look out for that in my people. Do they need a break? Do they need time off? Am I seeing them mentally, emotionally, and spiritually starting to struggle? I need to affirm them and make sure they understand that they also need to take time to rest rejuvenate, re-energize. So as a leader, keep an eye on your team that all that they're not just doing work, 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 that they're building all these other things into their life. Sometimes it might be, hey, I, I haven't seen you or heard you talking about spending quality time with your family. Or I saw that you were working on a project over the weekend you know, I want to make sure you are carving out time for yourself to relax and, and, and carving out time for the people that you love to spend time with them. So as a leader, we really need to help our, our people with boundaries and scheduling and making sure that they are resting and relaxing, that and, and helping them with their time management. You know, I can't tell you how much it has meant to me that I've had people over me that have been watching and keeping an eye on me and love me enough to say, Jamel, you have to stop right now. Now, when they say it, does it ruffle my feathers? Well, yeah, none of us like to be confronted, but that is what a good leader does is we look at those that we're leading and we love them enough to say, yeah, your job is important and the work you do is important, but taking care of yourself is more important. And maybe they're struggling with time management or they're not working in their gifts. Um, there are other tools, it's called mindtools.com where you can kind of look for different gifts that they have, leadership gifts, motivation to lead. And that's kind of different ways of like, hey, I know you're struggling and getting everything accomplished. Let's sit down together and see if maybe you're working on things that are outside of your gifting. There's Clifton's um, uh, spiritual gifts assessment. You know, I've had to move people and change job descriptions because they weren't working in their gifting. And therefore, it really was more work as and, and maybe not the best caliber of work because they weren't working 
in their gifting. So, you know, as a leader, as someone that is influencing others in different capacities, there are tools out there and resources out there to help you get to know your team. We're going to try to put all of this in the show notes, all these different links. I also want you to remember, you can always reach out to me, Jamel Gadluski at Gmail. You can follow me online on social media. Keep your eye out for the fall of 2022, perhaps going into the winter. There will be a leadership webinar that I will be putting together where I will be going deeper into uh, these topics, especially about knowing your team and collaboration, solitude. So if you want some more nuts and bolts or actually how to apply this in more detail with your team, keep your eye out for that. I will be marketing that on all the social media um, sites that I have, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, there is my website, jamelgadluski.com. If you want to make sure you get the information when it comes out, again, please email me, jamelgadluski at gmail.com. I have learned so much about leadership through my experiences over the last 27 years, through having incredible leaders over me and, and building into me. And then, of course, through my degree work at Wheaton College um, in my leadership degree. And I just want to share as much of this as I can with you to help you at where, wherever you're at as a leader and whoever you are influencing. The next episode will be on communication. And boy, isn't communication one of those things that everything kind of evolves around and where everything can break down quickly within a team, within an organization, within uh, a workplace, within your family. Communication is key. And that's what I'll be talking about next. And let's continue to just work together and walk through this journey of leadership. Thanks for tuning in. 